Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Thursday, December 2nd uh, edition of the AM show hosted live on the Alpha Mint Discord. I am your host, R2D Gen, and joined with me, as always, by Free Market Capitalist. Good morning. It is a uh, miserable Thursday morning here in Ontario. I don't know how it is in New York, but uh, it is cold, it is wet, and it is windy. So I am happy to be here having a coffee with you guys and talking JPEGs. How was your, uh, your morning so far and how was your day yesterday? Oh, my day was fine. It's, it's a little blue skyish here in New York. Still a little chilly, but uh, pretty nice. It was a good day yesterday. Man. You gas wars uh, in the midst of everything going on. ETH was trying to to rally hard. And yeah, what a day. Yeah, for sure. Um, I just want to give a quick update on the status of the Alpha Mint passes. We are having a meeting today and we will decide the fate of those. They are coming soon, though. We are not going to leave anybody hanging uh, too much. We did see that one got picked up for 0.3 ETH on the secondary. So if you uh, if you bought that, you know, um, we apologize. Do not feel obligated to buy one unless you feel the need to, to get into the moon lounge as soon as possible. Uh, there are more coming on the way so fret not uh we we've got your back um we'd like to just let things kind of cool off a little bit in between the passes so that we can make sure that we're uh, best serving our members make sure that the uh the the community is having a good time and we're doing a good job and then we'll we'll release the next batch but like i said it will not be long um another quick housekeeping matter that I want to talk about is just that, uh, yeah, with the increased popularity over the last week or so, we have seen some bots kind of sneak their way in. Some of the people in the general were saying they were getting DMs from somebody. Uh, that person has been banned. And uh, like you, we suggest with any kind of discords, turn your DMs off. Um, if you need to get a hold of us or you want us to add you as a friend or something, just ping us in one of the the general channels and, and we'll facilitate that to make sure that there's no funny business. Business. But uh, yeah, the DMs are a uh, a messy affair in, in Discord when you're uh, dealing with NFTs and crypto. So just beware. And um, if anybody is telling you to send them 0.2 of Bitcoin so that you can get po- uh, one Bitcoin back, like <laughs> scam. I don't think yeah, anything we, more we, needs to be said about that. We usually recommend uh, people have their DMs closed and you can go into your privacy settings. And click a little switch that says that you cannot receive DMs from the internal server. We're never going to DM you. You can obviously friend us. So that would allow you to get DMs from from people, you know, while still leaving them closed uh, to strangers. So that's usually your safest setting on Discord. And then you do have to toggle it for things like Colab land, which which so many servers use. And it could be annoying, but, you know, your security is top priority. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And lastly, just in regards to the AM show, uh, we are going to be moving the time of the AM show to 930 Eastern. Uh, I have um, a couple days a week. uh, I'm on school duty for my child and sometimes it gets a little hairy to get back. And, you know, yesterday I walked into about 40 people waiting in the audience. We never want to see see that and make you guys wait. Um, Also, I I think it'll give a little bit more time for some of our west coasters to start getting in we do see quite a quite a big influx of people coming in later into the show so we're going to try out 9 30 i hope that doesn't inconvenience anyone in the audience um but uh i i think that that's uh starting starting monday where we're we're gonna head with that yeah is there 9 30 i think it's a better time we're, we're such a global audience um i think only the east coast really benefits from the early time, but we do like to get things going early, get you set for your day of uh, minting and degenning. So 9.30 going forward, Eastern. Sounds good. All right. Um, yeah, let's quickly go over what's happening in crypto. And I think the uh, story there is not a whole lot. Bitcoin is uh, dipped under 57,000, but it's kind of just hanging around in this little 3% range there between, you know, 56 and 58 and kind of bouncing in between. Uh, it seems to kind of maybe be coiling up a little bit, but who knows? Um, Ethereum had a massive crash back down to 4,500 yesterday. I'm being a little bit sarcastic there. It did have a, a solid run up and uh, going to just over what, almost 5,800 kind of testing all time highs there. Yeah, I, it, it 
you know, when you watch it every day, it becomes maddening. But if you zoomed out to a weekly or a monthly chart, it would just look like orderly consolidation. It's like Lucy with the football right now. Charlie Brown keeps thinking he's getting a new all-time highs. They pull the football, but seems to be okay for NFTs right now. Because even though the secondary suffered yesterday, as people started to prepare for ETH new all-time highs, people are still really hungry for new mints. Uh, most things that are quality trade above min, and we had quite a few hot tickets yesterday. Yeah, for sure. I just uh, you know zoomed out to like a one-year span on Ethereum, and it is like a very nice, tidy, like a straight line up and to the right with a couple of little dips here and there. So um, that in that context, Ethereum is doing a-okay. Um, moving on to some news, I saw yesterday uh, Defiance, which is a, a large crypto asset management firm, is launching a crypto ETF that tracks NFT firms like Coinbase. Uh, I thought this was kind of cool on the headlines. And, you know, as as we've discussed and free market is uh, he bangs the table on it all the time. Wall Street loves exposure to crypto without actually having to own it. Um, and with NFTs kind of being the, well, I mean, the word of the year, quite literally, uh, exposure to that seems to be in order as well. Um, a little bit bullish that the SEC is opening up things like NFT ETFs, and uh, maybe this makes way for a spot ETF pretty soon. But then I started thinking about it and I was, uh, you know, how are they getting exposure to NFT firms when none of them are really public? Uh and it, you know, just kind of said that this is uh, an ETF that is including positions in Coinbase, which does not have their NFT uh, platform up yet, Silvergate Capital and Bitfarms, which is one of the most well-known mining companies in crypto. So all of a sudden, this isn't really seeming like NFT exposure. I uh, don't know if you caught this yet. We went over a little bit in the pre-show, but uh, what are your what are your thoughts? This is classic. Uh, financial engineering where wealthy people realize what the hot buzzword is and try to put together things like ETFs and SPACs and and very, you know, shoddily put together corporate structures so that they can mine uh, investors' appetites for these things. It's not that this ETF is making bad investments. These are all good companies, it seems, they invested in. But when you're talking about getting NFT exposure, it's probably, you know, a minuscule part of any of these uh, businesses revenue, if it is at all at this point. So to get direct exposure to NFTs, this ETF fails and they're really just trying to uh, profit off a buzzword. And you're going to see it a lot on Wall Street over the next year. I mean, NFTs are currently going mainstream as we see a new article every day as they're adopted in some different, you know, meta uh, of popular culture. And that's going to really just increase Wall Street's appetite for this stuff. So expect us to talk about similar stories a lot. Uh, in the coming months. Yeah. So th this is going to be done under the the ticker um, NFTZ. And um, I mean, I guess it has some exposure to NFTs through Coinbase, which, you know, made those announcements. We all know it's coming and therefore is baked into the price of Coinbase. Um, but I would look for them to be probably taking positions in uh, in things like MoonPay and OpenSea as they start to go live on the market, too. But, yeah, definitely just a kind of a buzzword generating um, ETF for the time being. So uh, proceed with caution if you're even uh, thinking about it. Moving on, uh, Metaverse land. Um, you know, we, we, we've we talked about over the last three weeks how Metaverse plays have continued to dominate. Well, now Metaverse land plays seem to be the flavor of the week. Uh, on Ethereum and Solana, they've topped $100 million in volume in one week, which is uh, a pretty incredible. Like you're talking about real world amounts of, uh, <laughs> of property dollar values moving in here. So um yeah, this is uh, primarily on Sandbox and Decentraland, but we've also seen some other projects pop up as well. Uh, but, you know, it, it kind of just makes sense to me. I don't know. There's something in my mind that just uh, it, it feels like this is a, an obvious play, despite the fact that I don't hold any positions in it. But um, so yeah, Snoop Dogg has a pretty large Sandbox uh, sale, land sale today. 
where you can purchase plots on on Snoop Dogg's uh, land. And celebrities are really starting to realize this now. I saw a small uh, I saw a small comedian who has nothing to do with crypto make a tweet like, "So you can buy land in the metaverse?" And it was I was like, "How is this person even?" Uh, you know, it's it's penetrating the popular lexicon. And I think that to ignore the potential here is crazy. You see yachts and land sales going for so much money. You know, rich people don't let that money go away. They're going to, if they buy it, they're selling it for more. Uh, The land plays are fabulous. You have to understand how to do it. I'm not a digital real estate expert, but buying close to the projects you're involved with is certainly the obvious play. And Kongs and Kaijus and well, look Kongs. how look how well uh, the World Wide Web three apartments did. These are these are flying. Right? I mean, everybody in my tr- curated Twitter stream who I trust is wildly bullish on these things. Um, I, it's going to be huge. I mean, this is, digital real estate is severely underappreciated, and it'll get frothy in a few weeks or a couple months, or if it hasn't already. Uh, and it'll get ahead of itself and reset and all that stuff. But I think when you're looking out a few years, you see the value in uh, in owning this stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And, uh, you know, if you if you kind of tie parallels into how popular things like World of Warcraft or, uh, you know, some of those other MMOs were, um, you know, if, if people are craving that kind of experience again, but with an ownership attached to it, uh, I think look no further. I think we we are right on the precipice of that. Um, and, you know, we can, we can talk is- about gaming for days, but one of the biggest problems that people had with those games is you put all that time and energy into it and you almost can't walk away because at the, when, once you turn it off, like permanently, um, you're, you are kind of left with nothing. I know you can sell accounts and whatnot, but it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have that staying power. And I think that's why it, MMOs in the gaming world kind of dropped off in in terms of popularity after World of Warcraft cooled off. Yeah. And if you haven't noticed what the larger trend backing all of this stuff is here, it's interoperability, right? NFTs are the video game. They are the metaverse. Right now, the real money going forward is going to be made for the person who figures out how to let all of them play together nice. And that's what these metaverse companies are attempting to do. I don't know if it's going to be Sandbox DCL or somebody else. I mean, if I was Electronic Arts or Activision, it's all I'd be thinking about right now. Yeah. If you want to build some sort of metaverse where all these NFTs can participate in a range of games and activities uh, themselves. And that really is going to be the killer use case for these things. Cause you, you know, you could apply this to any collection, even one that wasn't necessarily gamified before. So all of a sudden all these quote unquote dead collections in your hidden folder, you know, they've all, they all made a big shit ton of money and they could pivot hard into this, uh, into this metaverse thing. And it's going to be very big. It's why you could still be bullish on something like Clonex even with the failed launch, because they're so metaverse centric. And we see that next year, it's the only thing anyone's going to be talking about. Yeah. And you got to know that a brand like Nike or Adidas or Reebok, all three we've seen enter kind of those plays in the last month. Um, I mean, they're going to own land in this. They're going to open up their own little shop or not even little shop and, and sell their digital wearables right there. Um, and, and it's going to be in high exposure places. This is just it's just coming. It is what it is. Yeah. So, it's coming fast. I'm telling you. Coming like, fast. We're in it already. And it's uh, the large head funds are buying land in the metaverse. That was the biggest uh, tip to me. I said, whoa, that's crazy. For sure. Um, okay, let's jump right into NFTs now and hit up WGMI real quick. Uh, nothing too crazy going on. Uh, most things are sitting under a 15% gain and uh, pretty off the radar projects for us. Um, on the seven day, it's a, it's a little tight out there. There's only a handful of projects that are up anything notable, like over 20%. We're seeing Sneaky Vampire Syndicate, uh, Neo Tokyo Identities, Punks Comics doing all right. One Hour Time Pieces and Head Dow doing all right as well. 
Um, but nothing that's uh, nothing really kind of moving the needle at the moment. Um, and a lot of those one day floors are kind of down as well. As we mentioned, the the increase in Ethereum price sometimes has the ability to do that. And the volume on OpenSea wasn't amazing either. As, as you alluded to, there were a ton of gas wars going on yesterday. Uh, people don't typically buy into four or five, six hundred, a thousand Gwei on OpenSea, regardless of what the price is. And, uh, you know, that that gives opportunity for people that are selling to kind of outpace the the list or the uh, the sales. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's an order to how these cycles play out. And, you know, first you have a bunch of new mints. I mean, look at how Bored Apes and and Oni and and, and Cool Cats and all those early mints in the first part of the, that new phase kind of got everything started as people got rich sold those and then started to buy existing projects that had been sitting there. And you'll see the same thing here. We've got a bunch of new mints. I mean, we see people in Alpha Mint just, you know, getting Guelph every day, killing it. And eventually that's going to roll into things like Anonymize and Kongs and all the stuff that's sitting there feeling dead right now. Or, you know, not dead, but at least just volume has left and the floor just sits there and does nothing. Eventually that's, you know, those those projects are what's going to see the benefit of all these new people getting rich uh, in these mints. New mint phase currently. Yeah, uh, that is that is the uh, the bull market that we seem to be in is it's it's mint and then uh, let the secondary sales ride for probably at this point, it seems like no more than 24 hours. People are in and out of a project and then a few of them seem to be a little bit more sticky than the others and they kind of linger and hang around. Um, But uh, yeah, minting seems to be the play. Yeah, look at the Littles and Swampverse, right? Two of the more high-profile plays. They both did very well. They're both sitting, you know, comfortably above mint, but they're all down 50% from their froth high. And people are just like, all right, they're cool, but what's next? What's next? What's next? That actually gives you opportunity because I think both those projects are sticky. They're going to be around. So as those floors kind of artificially get too low, uh, there's opportunities there. But that's basically what happens. Something's hot for... 24 or 48 hours and everybody moves on to the next mint. Um, And then whales kind of watch all these projects closely and you'll see them come in a few days. They don't care about minting. They don't want to get on any whitelist. They could give a shit about two two free mints or two non-gas war mints. They want to see what looks good, what looks hot, and then they decide what moons a few days later. Yeah. Um, and just for reference, the Littles is sitting at about a 0.3 floor. So nothing wrong there. And Swamp First is sitting at about 0.23. Nothing wrong with that either. Uh, and they've done Forex, three, four X from Mint. So, you know, everyone's still sitting comfortably in profit. There. Uh, can't be too mad. On some pretty substantial volume too, so yeah, nothing, nothing wrong with that. They like, like we said, it's not all about the flips. Some of these do have some longevity, and then, uh, you know, as the market starts to move the funds around, sometimes it flows back into to these quality projects that uh, are are kind of sitting there that you might might deem as undervalued. Um, some of the big kind of things going on in Alpha Mint yesterday was the uh, Sin City drop. This was a uh, crazy i i kind of got in late to it but we were all in voice chat trying to solve this mystery so they opened up the discord they opened up a website i think there's about 40,000 people in the discord all spamming bot commands trying to get in and uh essentially they released 200 um mints for for yesterday's um kind of game that they're playing and uh it was you solve it and you're in and uh, it, it sat unsolved for quite some time, despite the uh, the devs and the team in the in the chat going like, "This is really obvious, guys. Like you're thinking too much into this." So we were working hard on there. Um, I did end up having to go uh, out for a little bit to do some real life business, but uh, yeah, I came back about five minutes too late. But I was really really happy to see that uh, J Train of the D-Gen Dojo managed to snag one of these passes. And uh, that is um, a win and a half right now. They were sitting at uh, four Ethereum uh, last I checked. And uh, I should pull up the open C right now, but four Ethereum last I checked and they were going for as high as seven yesterday on the secondary market. So solving that riddle and uh, being a fast finger on there, would uh would net you a cool potentially thirty five forty thousand dollars it seems uh, that might be a little high twenty five thirty thousand 
Yeah, these are being billed as the next <clears throat> Neo Tokyo. And if you don't remember that story, Alex Becker uh, did what 888 could not. Um, this is the premiere by the NFT and be part of this influencers inner circle type of uh, situation. And I think the floor got up to 40 ETH on Neo Tokyo. Yes. Point. Yeah. It's cooled off a bit down to 15 or, or 17 where it is now. But, you know, if your project is written up in there and they decide it's a go, you're, you're pretty much a made man. And now Sin City is being tapped as the next Neo Tokyo, which is yet to be seen. But that early uh, floor price certainly is hinting that it is true. Yeah, they received a little bit of criticism from their uh, new community yesterday, too, you know, saying that relying on bot commands in a, a server of 40,000 people that are all spamming it was a little a, a little touch and go. Um, you know, I think there was a DM component to it as well, which, as we kind of talked about at the beginning of the show, DMs are, are, are a little little bit of a no-no in NFT space, and it really opens the door for some some bad actors to take advantage. But uh, there is another round of passes that are going to be gated by a another riddle or puzzle, so to speak. And and so the, another 200 are going live today. So watch for those announcements. I have no doubt that uh, there's going to be an even larger group of people trying to solve this. And uh, I think the brain trust of Alpha Mint is going to uh, maybe fare pretty well today and over the coming days. Yeah, I'm sure another Alpha Mint member is going to get one of these passes. So uh, if you're in the Moon Lounge, definitely hop in voice chat uh when you see the action going, because it, it requires both speed and the brain trust to uh, to get these things. And, and we're here to help each other out. So let's uh, let's try to get as many in the moon lounge today as we can. Well, I actually just want to clarify it. I'm seeing in the uh, AM show chat that they did push it back another day. Maybe it is to just um, clean up some Friday. some of the uh, the mechanics they have going on there and maybe make them a little better thought out. But uh, yeah, regardless, it is coming. And it actually is pretty good news for me because it's going to be tough, <laughs> tough for, for you and I to participate. We've got some pretty cool stuff coming on uh, later. But um, yeah. Yeah, maybe just uh, settling the shit show, as Ongo put it, would be a a wise move for them, especially with the amount of money that's kind of at stake on the floor right now. But yeah, cool project. Um, Some pretty big names behind it, including Justin Kahn of um, Justin TV fame. And for the youngins in the crowd that don't know what Justin TV is, uh, you you may know it as Twitch TV now, but uh, Twitch TV started off as basically a 24-7 live-streamed reality show of uh, of Justin's life. Um, and, and that's kind of how they kick-started things, which is actually a really interesting story in and of itself. Yeah, I know nothing about that. I, I remember that uh, that name justin tv yeah is that how twitch started that is the beginning of twitch yeah there was um and and then they kind of merged with another streaming service that uh was competing at the time too but justin tv was the original name of of twitch tv and we all know what that's turned into was that based on the truman show or was the truman show based on that um, I think that that was, uh, was no, no, the Truman show came out far before, <laughs> but yeah, I think there was some elements of that. Um, and, uh, it, it was, it was an interesting story for anybody, uh, inspired by, it was a derivative. We, we like derivative. You were all over the, uh, nineties movies today too, eh? Truman show and wag the dog. Love it. Let's go. Not era. We need uh, some sponsorships and get these shows and uh, on Netflix. <laughs> Paramount, if you're listening, Netflix too. Yes, yes, this show not sponsored by Netflix. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, another hot mint of the day yesterday was the Ape Kids Club. We had a lot of members get into that. That was gassy as fuck yesterday. I, uh, people had to send it to get that, and um, it minted out real quick. Um, I think... The last I saw for three of them, the mint price was 0.05. People were paying um, about a total of 0.5 in ETH to grab three of them. Um, right now, the floor would make that slightly profitable, sitting at 0.225 pre-reveal. And the reveal should be coming sometime soon. If somebody in the show chat actually wants to clarify for that, that for me, I did miss it. But but um, I, I don't know if you grabbed any of these. I kind of saw the gas work come up and, and just shied away from it and decided I didn't want to partake. 
I think this is an interesting case because I feel like we've seen this a few times. This had actual ape support. This was made by a, a board ape community member. Um, it was, you know, genuine and, and real passion behind it. So that usually gets the apes behind you. Everybody knew this. So it was a hot ticket coming up and um, everyone wanted to play it. So the gas war was pretty big. But I think a lot of time that takes the wind out of the sails with something like this. And it often then doesn't get that that post uh post-sale bounce, especially with gas eating up a lot of what would have been uh, a big move. Though I do think because of the community support, this will be a successful project. So I always think that these opportunities where it's a high profile drop for the right reasons that then doesn't get the pop afterwards or see or you see its floor suffer. I actually think that's a good uh, buying opportunity. I don't own any of them, um, but I think that given the the ape community support, it's going to do well. Yeah, I mean, I, it, working out in my own mind, if I had participated in this, I, I personally would probably be looking to peel off two. Uh, pre-reveal while the floor still makes that a break-even proposition for your entire mint and then see what happens with the third um obviously you know everybody has a different style on that uh my gut is telling me that the reveal might not be overly kind to this project for some reason uh, i think they actually look good and uh they're they're nice clean art and they've got the cute aspect going for them but uh yeah I'll take the other side of that i think you think it's just gonna go shopping I think apes are going to be shopping for their counterparts once the reveal. Oh, I think that there's going to be some some relatively large purchases. Don't get me wrong. And like, I don't think that this is going to zero and it's going to dump hard. But uh, I'm just saying that my gut would be telling me, like, look to to break even or take a small profit on selling two of them and then uh, let the third one ride. If that's uh, if that was your mint strategy. But uh, it always. No, yeah. And that's just that's how I kind of try and operate in these projects. But, um, you know, if if anybody wants to jump up after the show and tell me how you're looking to play this or if you already have played it, like I'd love to have that conversation with you, too. Um, but I, I, I like the project. And like you said, it's got a community behind it and it's got some people um, associated with it, including a couple of apes on the uh, founding team. So and we all know the apes yeah. are uh, a force to be reckoned with these days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was looking at the activity. There was some weird sales like one just went for 0. 0.4 uh, for seemingly no reason. But I don't think that that's a um, uh, a metadata leak or anything like that. I think somebody just fat finger bought or is, is selling it to themselves and trying to make it look like something. Who knows? We all know that 99 percent of projects dump on reveal. Um, I think the one percent that don't are similar to this dynamic. That just played out. And I'm and that's why I was saying I would take the other side of Cobain. I think this is the type of situation where the people who want these things aren't they don't care about gambling pre-reveal for a rare. They care about making their little ape family complete because they're all buying these degenerate ape wives, which sell crazy. <laughs> I'm always shocked when these hideous fucking things cross my stream that sold for like 15 ETH. But hey, I guess your ape needs a wife. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? Uh, I think they're going to do the same with these babies. Uh, so I'm taking the other side of it, uh, NFA. But um, I, I think the 1% of projects that do well after reveal have this type of uh, situation boiled in. Yeah, fair enough. Um, let's move on to wavelengths. That's kind of been a, a the talk of the uh, Moon Lounge for the last what uh, probably forty eight hours, seventy two hours. That it's kind of come and gone as the hot topic. But uh, yeah, wavelengths. Mute my mic so I can curse for a few seconds. Then I'll unmute it again. So hold on. I'm just trying to try and listen real hard if and hear right, it, I'm, I'm, see if I can hear him from New York. Um, okay, well let's let's talk about it. You need to talk about this, obviously, and we'll uh, you know tell me tell me what's bothering you about wavelengths. So just it's sitting at a 1.6 floor right now, which I know I, I literally heard you just punch the wall. Um, but this is a, a project that uh, is done by Caleb Johnson, and uh, it is basically a, a mashup of uh, one incredibly prolific uh art collection in fidenza and one um alpha mint beloved project that dropped in block arts a few months ago 
Well, I mean, we know that gen art can be strikingly similar, and I don't think that there is any ill will by this young king, uh, Caleb, who is by all accounts uh, universally loved and uh, just a genuinely good guy who's building an incredibly amazing community over there. Gen art being kind of my wheelhouse and kind of what made me in uh, NFTs to begin with, it just, it strikes me as not only too similar to Fidenza and Hippori, but I find the style inferior. And that said, Hippori is worth zero and sells uh, zero pieces a day. And Wavelength just got aped incredibly hard by Pranksy, many other influencers, and looks to be a very, very valuable collection uh, going forward. But this is... Go ahead, Kobe. Uh, I'm just seeing, and uh, my apologies, the floor did just cross two ETH, and as you said, Pranksy is aping in. Goo, the uh, the fish tank rugger, is uh, is buying them with uh, uh, in businesses. ETH in that wolf game, for fuck's <laughs> He was in the kaiju alpha, like, I think I'm going to ape this wolf game. I'm like, all right. And now, forget his fish tank projects. He's a made man because of the wolves. Yeah, uh, it just works out for some people, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, Harpori was a really fun project uh, released by Blockart, and for nobody or for nobody familiar, it sounds like it these days. For anybody um, not familiar with it, is uh, you know you get um, some customization. They they release an uh, art artistic algorithm that plays on you know existing blocks on the ethereum chain and you can you know depending on what the the project looks like you can change either the colors or the lengths of things or the speed at which something like rotates or moves or morphs or uh you know all that good stuff and um some of them have been really really cool some of them have been gigantic duds um but harpori I think um is one of the best looking generative art collections that has maybe ever existed um and we were showing them to some newer members of the the moon lounge uh yesterday and uh they seem pretty bullish on it honestly and what i love about that project not to like shill it super hard is that like it was user generated and the control that you had over it was great there was so much variance and some of these just look so goddamn good i i think it was uh pretty agreed upon that that these look better than wavelengths um the the moon lounge was pretty in love with them but again you know it's not a call as a trade here because to caleb's credit and to wavelength's credit uh those things are actually worth money uh those things have interest by the right people and uh pori does not i want to get uh adrian leb who is the uh creator of block art on the show i asked him yesterday i'm hoping he comes on um, eventually, because I'm absolutely in love with his project. And I believe, uh, I, I do believe when gen art has its moment again. And, you know, a lot of people love to speak about gen art being dead. Art blocks killed it. It's their structure. It's their this. These are just grumpy traders who are mad that they can no longer pull the ETH forward and that art blocks is pulling it forward. The Venture capitalists and hedge funds that paid six ETH for an apparition or 200 ETH for a ringer last cycle aren't going to let those investments go to zero or they're not going to let they're not going to lose money on them either. Our blocks is going to come back 10 times stronger than it was at its peak. A Fidenza will sell for 50 to 100 million dollars at an auction house within two years. All of the art blocks curated collection will have a six figure floor before this decade is out. And to call Gen Art dead is just, you know, it's it's being in this industry for two months and, and not understanding what's going on. So I do think that it's really impressive what Caleb did. But if I were going to place a bet on what to play when Gen Art does eventually come out of the Barrett's in, it would be on block art in a big way. I've already put a lot there. And I think some of those collections uh, put curated to shame. Art blocks curated, for those who don't. 
Yeah, for sure. I was just scrolling through Harpori while you were talking there and pulling up someone and one ended up catching my eye that looked so cool. Um, and I clicked on it and it was owned by uh, none other than or actually created by none other than Merlo of uh, the Moon Lounge. And he is listening here he's today, too. He's a fabulous too. artist. Yeah, he's a fabulous artist himself. And I remember when we discovered block art, he was so excited by the prospects of this, unfortunately, it was at the tail end of the last bubble, and and all of us are holding giant bags that good luck uh, moving them anytime soon. But, you know, I say this a lot, uh, skate to where the puck is going to be, and if you are peeling off long-term money from your trades, I, I couldn't think of a better place to put it than Hapori. I don't even like to tweet about Hapori, and I did the other day, but I don't want it to be discovered anytime soon. I would very much like to uh, ape as many as possible before it gets discovered because I, I think these are the next, you know, 100E floor. And I don't know if it's in a month or in two years, but I have big, uh, big hopes for this. For Hapori. We're going to clip that and, and put it for sure. all to see. No, honestly, the, like it is a great looking collection. Um, and uh, it, it was a lot of fun to do them too. Like, I think I spent a couple hours just like sifting through some of these and seeing the designs that you could make. Not all of them look great, but l- let's face it, not all Fidenzas look great either. I almost love that too, because you know, that's the, that's the gamble with generative art. No matter, no matter, there are some Fidenzas that look ass, right? And I mean, even apparitions, I find one of the most divisive collections ever. I think most of the, maybe half, if not more look terrible yet. The ones that look good, just some of the best art I've ever seen. And this happens a lot in generative. And especially when you give people, control of the art like actual control of the art you know some people are are minters they're traders they're just trying this out they're not necessarily artists um and it definitely comes through so there are some that are certainly not up to snuff but man the ones that hit i I don't i think you're hard-pressed to find better uh better gen art out there yeah and i mean let's give some credit where credit is due some of the wavelengths do look really good too i mean it's it's hard to um it's hard to deny that that some of them um, aren't very aesthetically pleasing. Um, I think the average ones are are okay, but uh, yep. I mean, clearly they're building a community around it. Clearly, this is something uh, that some of the biggest players in the space, including Pranksy and Kazomo, uh, want to be a part of. And uh, you know, anybody that got into this early and uh, or even at the mint is uh, is doing all right for themselves. So if you participated in that, congratulations to you. I mean, big win. And I'll and I'll tell you what one reason I really love block art. Pranksy doesn't follow them. This you know that I, <laughs> that may sound stupid, but the fact that Pranksy isn't on it yet is a good thing because when he finds these, it's game over. So get while you can, but do not expect a return next month. I warn you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it does go to show that it would be nice for OpenSea to kind of have some more control over displaying individual collections. Because when you actually go on the block art, um, OpenSea, there are some pretty big misses in terms of the projects that they've released, unfortunately. Uh, and they do kind of... I. I say stain stain the floor of them like the ox ships that uh you know we i think some of us kind of partook in and they don't move at all uh so it was our first mint uh with block art we had only bought off the secondary and, and the first live mint they had were these ships which which don't look very good but this is something that art blocks curated suffered from uh up until last month that if you searched for fidenza or ringers uh, you would only get scam collections because everything was under the art blocks curated brand. And that made it very, very difficult to filter for floors, especially if you didn't know what you were doing. And block art would greatly benefit by spinning off these projects. And I would love to talk with Adrian uh, about it if we could get him on the show here in the next uh, week or two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, scrolling through the uh, for sale page, there are some other projects that do look um, very nice. So uh, if yeah, if you're not, I'm going to drop the discord as well. Uh, get in there and, and show some love. They're very cool. Yeah. The warp ones are pretty cool, too. There's a lot of stuff that I would love to have a print of and hang it up on my wall. 
Oh, yeah. So, um, okay, moving on. We got um, one larger topic to address um, right now. I shouldn't say address, but uh, another big mint in Gasware that went down yesterday was Defenders of Dogewood. Um, another on-chain game a la Wizards and Dragons, um, you know, uh, oh, God, Wolf Game, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this one seems to have a little bit more depth than some of them. Uh, right now, sitting at about a 0.2 floor, I'm just going to refresh it, and OpenSea is going to punish me for that. Yep, 0.2, and uh, seem to be a hot drop, but not taking off. And, uh, you know, looking at some of the floors of the other projects. Now, keep in mind, we did mention that there were a lot of gas wars going on yesterday. Gas was high for the the majority of the day. Um, so on-chain games like uh, Whale Game and Wizards and, and Dragons do suffer from that because every time you have to do an action, uh, you you know, you're, you're going to be paying a lot and people kind of hold off on it. But uh, but yeah, do you think um, you think on-chain games are kind of seeing the life sucked out of them? Um, A, a bit, you know, it's it it's one of those things, right? Like every cycle things uh, consolidate and become quicker right uh it's people see the new meta coming from a mile away you get a hundred derivatives in a tenth of the time we did last cycle and then the the half-life on all these things is always shorter um we talked about wizards and dragons for over a week until it launched because we identified it as as the one derivative that looked quality um it does seem to still have uh, some juice there as well with Pranksy providing just mammoth amounts of liquidity to that LP. Lots of whales uh, interested in supporting. I believe even Gary V tweeted out like a wizard emoji. Um, so, you know, this one seems to have the most legs after Wolf Game, but they're all, they all seem to suffer from two issues, right? They're, the contracts suck. So they are, um, they all seem to run into errors midway through the game. And then uh, they, they all seem to have an endpoint, unlike something like orcs or, or even snails, which, which have these multiple phases uh, planned and, and that they're rolling out. These seemed, these games seem to have endpoints, which, you know, if you've ever played any of these, it's uh, it you you always have to move the pylons or move the goalposts forward to keep people interested in staying staked, keeping your token, not dumping it, burning it, you know, for more actions, etc. So all the wolf game derivatives suffer from these two problems, and uh, you know, I think if any of them are going to make it, it is wizard uh, and dragons, but I'm not sure. I think a few are still left to launch uh, Cat and Mouse and a few of them. I, I don't know how well they're going to do. I really don't. I, I'm not even going to attempt to get involved, quite frankly. I'm over it. Um, I love the really, really uh, dedicated teams who, who want to turn these into large gaming franchises. And their only end goal is to keep going as long as possible. I mean, Cobain and I have, have seen some some games that are coming up, too, that I think it's going to put all this stuff to shame. So uh, the gaming meta isn't done, but I think the wolf game meta is pretty close to uh, to dead. It does feel like that. Um, I, 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 you know, I think gaming is something that has a lot more legs. And um, it, while it might not be the flavor of the week or the month, uh, I don't think that um, some of these projects that have a, a committed team of devs and, and work to do it uh, are, are going to just die right off. Uh, they might see kind of a dip in sales and activity and whatnot, but um, I got to believe that people are starting to feel some fatigue in the amount of gas that they're paying just to partake in it. I, I mean, it is a real problem that plagues these, these projects. Um, and, and these games need to be fun to play, not just to make money. You're never gonna you're never gonna have a real game if it's not fun to play for other reasons besides uh, the money. And don't get me wrong, we're all so deep into orcs because it is play to earn. But you know there there are so many other factors that make that game sticky, which I think Wolf Game and its derivatives miss. 
Yeah, I tend to uh, tend to agree with you on that. There, there was something about the community that Orcs captured in the uh, the collaborative nature of it. Uh, even though there wasn't like an actual multiplayer aspect of it on on chain, which I believe was actually coming for them, um, there was something that really banded people together um, and 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 made it just just work really well. So uh, it'll be it'll be cool to watch where these things go. I've got a couple still still going. I might try and exit some of the positions but i'm not married to any ideas one way or, or another i just um I, I do think that some these uh these derivatives are going to start to slow down and, and fade away and we will probably be looking down the barrel of a new meta pretty soon who knows what that is though so um yeah you uh you you sent me a picture too that uh pranksy was apparently making like two and a half million dollars i, I no, don't know no. if- Two and a half million GP. GP. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a few hundred thousand bucks. Yeah. Still, still a day, standing. a day, a day, a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I definitely misunderstood. I'm like, stop fucking two and a half million dollars a day. My <laughs> God. hundred mil a year in, uh, in wizard game. I'm doing this all wrong. Um, no, no, it's, uh, it's pretty funny, but he, uh, as he said in this discord chat that he's providing liquidity and he doesn't want to nuke the project. Um, and remove from the pool. So good guy, Pranksy playing the uh, wizards and dragons game. Pranksy is a good guy. The uh, it's, it's, uh, it's only been other influencers that have painted that image poorly. And we see how, all how, how genuine all of them team Pranksy for life. Baby. Team Pranksy. Yeah. You just love him because he aped into your legend maps. <laughs> are you kidding i have been uh i have uwood pranksy for a lot longer than that the man's a god best trader i've ever seen in my life <laughs> pranksy is the villain we didn't know we needed flip us uh, kiwi says so uh yeah on that note um I don't really have too much more to go over. We're sitting at almost 10 o'clock, so we can start getting into the Q&A session. If anybody wants to throw their hands up and we'll start to look at bringing you on stage. Uh, do you want to touch a little bit on the the um, little lemon friends that we're having on at 4 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, guys. yeah, I am really excited for little lemon friends, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. If you haven't gone to our new whitelist raffle channel down in the general and smash that party emoji for a chance to win a whitelist there, each whitelist gets to mint five of these little lemon friends. And for me to say I'm bullish on this project would be an understatement. Uh, The young lemon lord himself is going to come on and tell us about the genesis of the project, uh, why the vibes in that discord are so hot. And we are going to give away even more whitelist spots live on the show. And we do have some specifically reserved for Moon Lounge members as well. So uh, this is going to be super exciting. This is a project that is minting the second week of December, so it's not too far off anymore. We have been waiting a very long time, uh, and yeah, you guys should not miss that 4 p.m. Eastern today. Yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. The vibes in there are just good. It's been a project that's kind of been lingering around for a couple months now, um, and I think I think the ongoing joke was we weren't even sure if we had just stumbled onto a discord that was not <laughs> NFT related and we just turned it into an NFT discord. I think maybe this guy was just looking to make some friends and uh, put some fun, funny little artwork out and <laughs> took out a life of its That's own. That's how good the vibes were. Yeah. 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 Like, this is just my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, on that note, uh, we will wrap it up and uh, we'll grab Cass up onto the stage. I, I was worried about Cass yesterday. I, I was, you didn't come on in the morning. I, I was going to call the local authorities wherever you live, but I was going to do some research. Call Interpol, the yeah. global man, man on GM, sir. GM. No, I, um, I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, I, I can't even lie. Normally, I, I yeah, I fell asleep. Yeah, speaking of global there, audience, uh, there you go. Not in a bad way. It was just, I was um, I 19 hours, 20 hours, no sleep. So, um, yeah, no, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I was just kidding anyway. It's lovely to have you up, Sir Cass, as I have nicknamed you. Great to have you. I wanted to say, I have never stopped and paused 
a video so many times as I have done this morning. Did you, did you see this, Cobain? This Star Wolves project released a new video yesterday. I, you know, is that what we're referring to? to? What? Yeah. Oh, stopping and pausing. I'm guessing. Maybe I got ahead of myself there. Cass, would this be the video you're referring to? I don't. I don't know. But um, (laughs) there there was um there was a bumblebee version that I noticed. (laughs) There are there were some new sneak peeks uh, in this video. We've seen a few of these wolves. roaming about all the different discords and social medias but yesterday i think we got the most uh varied sneak peek of these things yet and i was impressed what do you think Cobain? yeah i mean it's a bit of project that a lot of people uh have been hyped about for a while a lot of people have stumbled into alphaman asking about it not really sure where they um yeah where they got that from um but uh yeah let me but just nine thousand twitter followers in two weeks and they haven't even released a detail about the project how many other nft projects have we seen garner that type of uh fanfare early it's pretty impressive it's one we're going to keep an eye on we appreciate Cass uh bringing it up but uh, yeah i think cobain and i need to do a deep dive on that one it looks pretty cool because um i think i need to do a deep dive because i'm <laughs> now i do know now like um what i'm gonna be asking father christmas for (laughs) (laughs) i wonder if santa has access he may be the only one (laughs) santa (laughs) whitelist i have already sent santa a white i've already begged him listen for for christmas i need to be on whitelist for this thing yeah so i want a bumblebee and i want the black one I want the black, <laughs> I want the black, and I've already written it out, and I've already left some some cookies and some milk on the side for him, just in case he comes early. You never know. Sounds um, like a foolproof plan to me. That's what that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. Um, a couple of things I wanted to, to maybe bring to everyone's attention, maybe or maybe not. Um, I know we've we've moved on from the baby, the baby, the, the baby NFTs, uh, onto the gaming NFTs or the 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 wolf game derivatives. Um, but what I found out yesterday was, um, I think, I'm not 100% sure because there's going to be an AMA later on today, but I think the little baby cool cats are going to be, one, changing their name and two, changing the art and are going to be relisted after a meeting with the cool cats. Oh, interesting. So, that that could be something to watch out for because if they're gonna delist, that means I, I would presume if they delist, that means the cool cats might get behind them, considering it was the cool cats that got them delisted in the first place. Um, so yeah, that that could be that could be one to kind of. Because was this was this the project where it wasn't new art? They just shrunk down the previous cool cats to make them small. I think so. Something. Yeah. Like yeah, I think. I had a problem with that. You know, I, I like I liked the baby projects that like put new traits and, and a new artist interpreted them as babies. But the ones that just shrunk down the previous NFT, come on, like that's not even low effort. That's no effort. So no I, think, effort. I, I totally agree. So. Right. So like I, 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 I just like to see what they do because what they have said is which i thought was really interesting so i sniped one of rarity earlier on today um was the rarities um are going to be maintained with the different artwork mm-hmm. so if you got yourself a 21 ranked nft that nft will still stay 21 ranked but with different artwork to coincide with that okay that you know that's good too and and hey if they took Maybe they could just say this was pre-reveal and they took the time to uh, to make the artwork and now they can reveal the actual uh, the actual baby cats. So, yeah, that was the first bit of news. And then um, I just wanted to get you guys take. I know it's a little bit of old news, but um, your guys take on the whole Kong game fiasco. Which game? Oh, Kong game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he mean, already actually, purged that from the memory, I guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't I remember the owner was 
uh, pleading and apologizing on his Twitter after what happened, but they shrunk down their images because they couldn't afford to put the 64s by 64s on chain. They looked absolutely terrible. And then there were other problems with the launch, right? I wasn't, I didn't follow too closely because I had decided not to mint, I think, two days before when they had delayed it the first time. There are yeah. still people buying these, by the way. Kong game? Yeah, yesterday, point one, point one. Seven hours ago, point one sale. Wow. Uh, Jesus, I've got um, some shit in my hidden folder that I'd like to sell to these people. I can't believe I was out the night that zombie monkeys rallied to point one. I had these three worthless things in my hidden. And I always talk about how your hidden will be worth money. If you have zombie monkeys in your hidden, they will not be worth anything. You can send them to the burn address now. Um, but you might need to send me that burn address because you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so pissed I couldn't unload them that day because it was ether monkeys that were rallying off of I don't even remember what triggered this knock-on effect, but ether monkeys were rallying and then zombie monkeys, which were a terrible derivative of ether monkeys, started rallying. Uh but yeah. That was oh, lie, man. I missed you guys yesterday, man. Oh, we missed you too. Look, yeah, I'm thanks for coming up. Too long on the thing because there's other people that might come up. So I'm going to make a move and um, I'll catch up with you guys tomorrow. Hold up. Hey, yeah, man. Tomorrow, Friday. Yes, we got one more day. Friday it is. Thank you so much, Cass. Always a pleasure. Oh, trust me, pleasure. Always a pleasure with you guys, man. Take care. All right. Uh, who who else wants to jump up here with us? Looks like, feels like maybe this is a bit of a shorter show. Um, just with, trying to see, uh, I got pinged somewhere. Oh, ten. With a bunch of new, uh, with a bunch of new members in here, I wanted to point out again, uh, Henry, who is uh, Alpha Mint staff, who writes our daily NFT market write-ups, which are as good as any analyst report you would get out of a, a Wall Street bank. Uh, he goes in depth in a way that Cobain and I just can't uh, to keep the show tight. And uh, his write-up just went live in the community research section if you are uh, up in the Moon Lounge. So please go check that out. It's just incredibly um, in-depth and, and helps, along with this show, prepare you for the minting day uh, ahead. Henry is uh, – yeah, and you know what? That's funny that you brought that up because that's literally where I was going with the conversation too. So I'm glad you said it. Um, Henry is uh, – was brought on um, to start doing these write-ups and man, he crushes it. I mean, this guy is uh, a professional writer. He packs so much information into a really nice, concise read. Um, and honestly, we could probably make a two hour show out of the information that he, uh, he puts on there, but that's all him. Uh, we also do um, bundle that up with some other stuff in our uh, sub stack that we have going on too. So if uh, you want to get some of this put into an email form, make sure you uh, get the sub stack going there. I'll make sure some links go out if anybody's interested in, in that. But um, yeah, Henry is a, um, a, a very, very valuable member of the uh, community and team. And uh, he's turned into a, a pure degen too when he, uh, when, <laughs> since he's been here. Um, he's Sexy. had some. Sexy orc PFP there, Henry. Yeah, he jumped into like orcs, orcs and uh, he's had some huge wins too. He's, uh, you know, he's probably uh, gaining some popularity in uh, in university there with uh, some of the NFTs he's probably thrown on his uh, it's profiles. It's in the Moon Lounge. That that whole winning thing, it's, it's hard to avoid. I'm still trying to learn how to do that myself. That's why I just talk about these things. <laughs> well, some of us aren't made for this world, but we, we love your voice. Ah, well, thank you so much. <laughs> um, anyone else want to uh, uh, jump up on the stage with us? I'm looking at DRK, seeing if he wants to come up and scream into his microphone for uh, 10 minutes to, to finish this off. He might be a little bit busy, though. Are we doing right. lemons today? Lemons yes. today, yeah, 4 p.m. 4 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Amsterdam time. Uh, I'm excited 2200 for that. hours. 
Is I'm hoping that... I can get whitelist. I still have it. <laughs> I'm hoping I win. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, are the Germans marching into Amsterdam again behind you. Jesus. Oh no, sorry. Our upstairs neighbor just started doing renovations today. It's been yeah. relentless. <laughs> <laughs> was that joke a bit much for 10 a.m.? I'm sorry. But yeah, I hope I win. Yeah, no. <laughs> if, it, if I win, I'll probably end up giving it away to a member, but I thought I'd try. Well, it. we're we're going to put a, another giveaway up in the Moon Lounge, which is a, a better percentage for our uh for our Moon Lounge members, one down in the general, and we will be giving ones live away. On- so we do have a bunch um and I, I hope some people can snag them because man i love those lemons just please for the love of god do not google lemon party <laughs> i won't i've never had the urge to google anything that somebody said don't google this Am I, am I strained? No, actually, I'm the exact same way. It's like, oh my god, smell how bad this my shoe smells. I'm like, no, I'm I'm good, right? Like, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not a glutton for punishment in that way. I mean, I remember years and years ago the 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 trend on the internet was like um, watching those reaction videos where they were just uh, <laughs> devastatingly horrific, and um, no, there was no part of me that ever actually. Uh, watched them yes i like the ones on tiktok where people are watching somebody cook and they disagree with how they're cooking that's pretty that's good controversial right yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah. at what point do you actually saute the garlic into what you're cooking yeah there was one that was really good because the guy went through all the steps and this person was ready to eat himself out a window <laughs> he realized he was making dog food the guy uh, put it down for his dog that was the best he was mixing strange ingredients no human would necessarily uh, eat combined, but it all made sense at the end. Keep everybody uh, on the hook. Very entertaining. <laughs> I think based on this conversation, it's probably safe to say that we can wrap up the show now. Um, not that uh, not that I have anything against TikTok or cooking videos, but uh, I think we're running running the well a little bit dry at this point. But uh, yeah, as I uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone. Um, be on the lookout for Lemon Friends 4 p.m. Eastern. If you missed the show, if you tuned in late, or you want to catch up on past episodes, as always, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts—they are all there in their entirety, and uh, you'll be able to uh, get your fix if uh, if you so choose. You want to finish this off with anything? Gas is 85. Go buy something. <laughs> All right. Well, um, if he's not going to say it, I'm going to say it. Good luck at the tables, guys. And we will uh, we'll see you again at four. Make sure to tune in.